Texans at risk of losing health care coverage. The actions some lawmakers want reversed to get people the care they need. Air quality alerts in effect locally, but it's not from the wildfire smoke in the Northeast. Your first warning forecast is coming up. And speaking of which, air quality is worsening in the Northeast due to wildfires in Canada. We're going to tell you how it compares to Austin. A million Texans stand to lose their health care after federal changes to Medicaid. This is what we start with tonight at 5. Thanks for being with us. I'm Britt Moreno. I'm Daniel Marin. Today, a bipartisan group of state senators joined faith leaders to call on federal leaders to reverse a crucial decision they say could take away billions in health care funding for the Texans who need it the most. Our Ryan Chandler spoke with state leaders and breaks down what's at stake. This is a total crisis for all of us that will cost human life. State leaders sounding the alarm on a crisis of care in Texas. The Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, say Texas's funding model is illegal. This move proposed by CMS is not only unconstitutional and unlawful, but it's also not moral. Texas is a world leader in health care, but we're also the least insured in the nation, with almost one in five Texans in need of health care coverage. And CMS's policy change could strip nearly $9 billion from the state system. To make matters worse, almost a million more Texans could lose Medicaid coverage in the next year as pandemic era expansions expire. Who here doesn't want a hospital there when you need the hospital? Right now, any fix lies in the courts. Suspended Attorney General Ken Paxton sued CMS in April, calling their ruling disastrous and illegal. And Texas has built its system around this settled law. But now, again, because of uh, changes proposed by unelected bureaucrats, this whole system is in jeopardy. Democrats looking to long-term solutions, like expanding Medicaid, that would bring in billions more federal dollars to offer Medicaid to more Texans, an offer Republicans have turned down time and time again. Um, I think it's a gross abdication of responsibility that the state has not expanded Medicaid. But, put it in context, if we did expand Medicaid, we'd pick up about a million people. We have more than 5 million uninsured people in Texas. So the idea that you're going to you know, punish Texas for not expanding Medicaid takes hostage those other 4 million uninsured people. Ryan Chandler? KXAN News. Going in depth, just last month, the Texas House approved a bill to extend Medicaid coverage for new moms to one year after childbirth. Maternal health advocates have been calling for a full year of postpartum Medicaid for years now due to increasing maternal mortality rates in Texas. One in four women of childbearing age have no access to health insurance outside of pregnancy. Well, just a few months after reckless drivers took over several Austin intersections, Governor Greg Abbott signed into law this week new rules to crack down on street takeovers. House Bill 1442 creates a new section of criminal code for obstructing streets, and it makes it possible for more severe punishment for those involved. Now, that's joined by House Bill 2899, which allows for immediate removal and impounding of vehicles involved in street takeovers and racing. We created a task force to crack down on the street racing and it worked very effectively. That said, we know that law enforcement needs more and better tools to be able to crack down and eliminate dangerous street racing in communities. Now, as of mid-March, 24 people had been charged in connection to a handful of Austin street takeovers in February. We've got more details on this new legislation and when it takes effect online for you right now at KXAN.com. I've seen nothing like this in my life. I'm definitely congested here and like my throat is a little like 
Like I'm kind of losing my voice. It is certainly something to talk about. Dangerous wildfire smoke from Canada continues to impact the air quality here in the United States. It's already impacting 65 million people in 18 states, stretching from the Northeast to the Upper Midwest, where people are facing air quality alerts for a second day in a row, with yellow and brownish tinged hues creating these apocalyptic scenes that you've probably seen all over social media. And we do wanna show you a pic here of Austin, I believe. Oh no, we're looking at Newark here. And there you see that sort of brown, orangish type smog in the air. It just looks bad to, to see it, let alone to have to breathe this in. So here in Austin, we're not dealing with anything like this, right, David? Right, we're not. The kind of air quality that they're seeing up there, though, it's incredible. It's worse than Delhi, India. It's worse than the big cities in China that you always hear about. Mm -hmm. The kind of air quality they're seeing there, and we're only seeing very, very light amounts of that smoke here, yeah. it can actually cause major health problems, even for young, healthy people who spend too much time and outdoors. I know we were reporting that New York saw some of the worst air quality in the world in because the world. of the smoke. Yesterday and again today. Well, that's amazing. And here in Austin, we're dealing with fairly good air quality, right? From the smoke, yes, but it's kind of a two-sided sword mm -hmm. here. We've got a different air quality problem. Join me over here. This is from the ozone levels. This is just from hot stagnant weather. Remember last year we had about 30 of these ozone action days. Today one of the first it just means that the pollution levels are a little bad because of the warm stagnant air. You can consider this evening conserving energy by bumping up your thermostat a couple of degrees and maybe wait until after dark to fill up your gas tank. That can actually uh, limit the amount of pollution that things like that uh, emit and limit our ozone problem. Now, the reason for this, it's hot, stagnant air. There's not a lot of wind. Temperatures in Austin and Georgetown are 5 or 10 degrees hotter than they were yesterday at this time. It is a little cooler out in Fredericksburg, but it's 90 right now in Austin, 88 in Bastrop. Pretty seasonable evening, but the skies have clouded up a little bit here in Round Rock. No promise of rain. The rain has been very isolated so far today. Zooming in here on western Travis County out near Bee Cave, we did have a little welcome downpour. Now it's totally gone. Coming up, I'll show you rain getting more likely tomorrow, but even with that, temperatures that keep rising when we have three days in a row of triple digits coming next. All right, David, thank you very much. We're learning more details today about the shooting outside of Richmond, Virginia high school graduation ceremony that left two people dead. Police identified a 19-year-old Amari Pollard as the gunman. He's charged with two counts of second-degree murder. Now, the names of the two victims are confirmed as well. They are 18-year-old Sean Jackson and his stepfather, 36-year-old Lorenzo Smith. Now, Jackson had just received his diploma moments before he was shot. Police characterized the shooting as a targeted attack stemming from an ongoing dispute between Jackson and the suspect. Well, today, former Vice President Mike Pence joined the growing list of 2024 presidential hopefuls. As Alice Barr reports, there is a challenge for the growing Republican field as a whole. Pence, like the others, is now challenging his former running mate and trying to set himself apart without alienating the Trump base. Mrs. Karen Pence. Today, former Vice President Mike Pence reaching for one rung higher than his last job. Before God and my family, I'm announcing that I'm running for president of the United States of America. The move sets up a nearly unprecedented showdown between two former running mates. Pence now directly taking on former President Trump over his response to the January 6th Capitol attack. President Trump's words were reckless. They endangered my family. And on that day, President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. 
But he faces an uphill climb against the former president's sizable lead and joins a growing Republican field with billionaire North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum also jumping in today, promising a narrow focus. Economy, energy, and national security. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie joined the race last night, coming out swinging against his ex-ally, former President Trump. Self-serving mirror hog is not a leader. The former president's closest rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, making a surprise visit today to the southern border in Arizona. It is not that difficult to have a stable border. Other countries do it. Mr. Trump, meanwhile, facing mounting legal troubles, including the potential for a federal indictment over his handling of classified documents. The former president fiercely denies any wrongdoing. A close aide testifying today before a grand jury in Florida. As speculation grows, the investigation could be nearing an end. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Well, soon you might not hear the classic, my pleasure, when you get your food at Chick-fil-A. Why? Well, it's because they're using a different kind of server. The new way the chain is turning to robotics. Roadwork may cause some traffic issues in Cedar Park, but the reason why it's getting fixed is traffic in the first place. Details on the Lake Line Boulevard project. And a volcano in Hawaii is erupting again. The Austin family who got a front row seat to the show. Well, one of your favorite fast food chains is testing out a new kind of hospitality right here in Central Texas. A KXAN viewer spotted a robotic server at a Chick-fil-A in southwest Austin. Now, this is not the first time that Chick-fil-A has turned toward robots to help out at Austin locations. Last year, the chain unveiled delivery robot technology at two downtown Austin locations using autonomous self-driving vehicles to deliver food to customers. Now, we have reached out to Chick-fil-A to see how many robot servers there are helping us out here in Austin. We have more details on the new technology, including the Texas connection behind the manufacturer online at KXAN.com. Well, ahead on NBC Nightly News, we're going to take you to Paris with just over a year until the Summer Olympics. And excitement is growing. The City of Lights is getting even more glam for the games. You can see construction crews are busy right in front of the Eiffel Tower. This space will become the beach volleyball venue. Mm -hmm. Events will be held at landmarks all over the city and the opening ceremony will be like none before with the athletes arriving on boats on the River Seine. Now coming up, the challenges Paris organizers still face, including the push to clean up the sand so we can host swimming events. Well, a warmer day today across central Texas, but still technically cooler than average. We made it to 91, average is 92. The record high for today's date was set one year ago today, 103 degrees during the hottest June on record. Coming up, I'll show you a heat wave building in our forecast next. The city of Cedar Park is working on the reconstruction of Lake Line Boulevard. Now, a portion of the road was damaged back in the 2021 freeze, and then increased traffic made it that much worse. KXAN's Mercedes Hernandez spoke with leaders to find out what's changing and how long it will all take. Piles of gravel and bright orange cones have replaced a lane of Lake Line Boulevard in Cedar Park. We're putting uh, 16 inches depth of pavement, asphalt base, and subgrade to make it a much, uh, much more high quality road. The city is rebuilding a part of Lake Line Boulevard from Continental Pass to Cedar Hills Boulevard. Jenny Huerta with the city says it's to fix problems that started back in 2021. That extreme freezing and thawing 
really uh, showed through uh, the, the asphalt. It created uh, some, some bumpiness uh, and some just damage to the, the surface of the roadway. Blockades like this can be found all along the southbound lanes of the road as crews work. People who live nearby, like Donald Stewart, have had to stray from their usual route in and out of the neighborhood. Well, I hope our customers are ready for a, a summer of, let's get the GPS working. He runs an embroidery business out of his home. The construction has caused some hiccups for customers. One customer, uh, his wife sent him over to pick up their hats. And he wound all around and finally found the right way to come in. Huerta says the project is happening now while school is out for the summer and should be complete by the first bell this fall. In the meantime, people like Stewart say they'll adapt to the ongoing construction in the name of smoother streets. In Cedar Park, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News. And the road repairs come with a price tag of nearly $2 million approved by voters in a bond election last year. Now let's take a look at just how many drivers on Lake Lime Boulevard every day. The most recent TxDOT data is from 2020. Now the part of Lake Lime Boulevard closest to 183 sees the most drivers, over 32,000 per day. And then it drastically decreases near North Lake Creek Parkway with nearly 8,000 drivers. And then the number is even smaller on the south side near Ridgeline Boulevard with about 5,000 drivers a day. Well, this is haunting yet beautiful. Hawaii's Kilauea volcano is erupting on the big island. Fissures appeared at the base of the Hale Mau crater, showing that the eruption had begun. Scientists say the eruption began Tuesday evening with increased earthquake activity and ground deformation at the summit. Hawaii's Emergency Management Agency says there's no populated areas threatened at the moment. The USGS Hawaiian Volcano Observatory is continued to monitor it all. Austin resident Jason Stubbings is there right now on vacation with his family and he saw it all happen wow. with his own eyes and so they sent back videos to us. They say they're okay. They're actually traveling to Oahu. We hope Jason and his family uh, makes it back safely here to Austin. Mm. But wow, what a miraculous sight. Memorable <laughs> yeah. vacation for that. <laughs> no it is beautiful kidding. to look at. Yeah. Just don't get too close. Exactly. <laughs> no, you don't want to touch that. Yeah, that's the key. Uh, well, temperatures, guys, are going to be really heating up here locally. It's some of the hottest weather we've seen so far this summer, uh -oh. starting in two days <laughs> from now. It's already warmer out there now. You can feel it. Mostly cloudy, 90 degrees right now on the Austonian weather cam. This hot weather, the stagnant air, the lack of wind, I mean, it's leading to another ozone action day, an air quality alert not only today but tomorrow during the heat of the day. This is for our most populated five metro counties of course including the city of Austin. If you have a sensitive respiratory condition like asthma, COPD, bronchitis, etc. Uh, you might want to limit your time outdoors. Clouds and radar showing a couple isolated showers and storms here locally. What I have my eye on though for tonight is this big complex of storms northwest of the Marfa area. Some of this you're going to try to head our way overnight tonight. Let me show you how much of it fails in doing so. Here we are right now with just a very small 10% chance of rain through the evening. Overnight, here it comes. We will see that complex produce some severe weather from San Angelo southward to the Mexico border. And even though this looks ominous, notice as it approaches the hill country, it kind of falls apart. There's a, the ingredients in the atmosphere are just not there to maintain these storms locally. So I think we'll see a couple showers in the western hill country overnight. And then the complex is pretty much gone by the time you wake up.
Tomorrow, though, thanks in part to that decaying complex and the little boundaries that it leaves in the atmosphere behind, we have a higher likelihood of some late-day storms. Starting midday, and especially by afternoon and evening, we're going with a higher 30% chance of a couple passing downpours. Some of these thunderstorms could be most numerous in our eastern counties, and the heavy rain fades just as we've seen recently after dark. Speaking of heavy rain, a couple people are going to get over an inch of rain. We think east of I-35 tomorrow could see a couple of these in parts of the Austin area, but really hard to predict where these localized downpours might develop. There is also a very small marginal risk of severe weather, one out of five on the scale for tomorrow. This means that some small, most likely non-damaging hail and some gusty winds are something that we're watching for. After that, isolated showers and storms don't stop, but the temperatures really start to rise. Tomorrow, 94 is on par with the hottest of the year so far. This weekend, we're in the upper 90s, and next week, I'm predicting three consecutive days at least of triple-digit highs. Those are the first triple digits we've seen this year. Muggy meter is going to be way up as well. This very humid category this weekend into next week means that 100 will actually feel more like 105, 107 in some areas, especially east of I-35. And we still have really solid indications from the NOAA Climate Prediction Center and from our own computer models that that little heat wave may last in our 8 to 14 day outlook as well. This means more triple digits certainly possible from June 15th through the 21st time window. Not necessarily the whole time. Tonight's forecast, just a slim chance of a shower in the hill country, 71 degrees. Tomorrow, some dark clouds build up. It's hot out there at 94, but a 30% chance of rain hopefully cools us off. Rain chances fluctuate a little up and down through the weekend, but look at the temperatures, 99 on Sunday and 100 with no more chance of rain next week. Pope Francis is out of surgery today, followed by spiking concerns over his health. What this means for the billion-plus Catholics worldwide. Doctors in Rome say Pope Francis is resting comfortably tonight and even joking with his doctors after an unexpected three-hour abdominal procedure. As Jay Gray reports, this surgery comes as the 86-year-old pontiff continues to deal with several health problems. Just after this morning's general address, Pope Francis was taken to Gemelli Hospital. The Vatican announced unexpectedly this morning that the Pope would undergo surgery this afternoon, basically to repair a hernia um, that might have been caused by previous surgery. The urgent procedure comes just a day after a brief doctor's visit for tests and with his condition described as painful and worsening. It's the latest in a string of recent medical issues for the pontiff. In late March, he was hospitalized for what the Vatican described as a respiratory infection. In July of 2021, diverticulosis forced surgeons to remove 13 inches of his large intestine. Pope Francis has been dealing with mobility problems for more than a year, using a wheelchair during his recent trip to Africa. But in the last few weeks, he's been seen walking with a cane. The head of the Catholic faith with more than a billion followers is expected to spend several days in recovery following today's abdominal procedure. Obviously, we pray for him and hope for his quick recovery. And I'll say uh, Ave for him very soon. The Vatican says they do expect the Pope to resume a busy travel schedule in August, including a visit to Portugal for World Youth Day. Jay Gray, NBC News. All right, well, coming up tonight on KXAN, we have back-to-back -back episodes of Night Court at 7 o'clock, and then Chicago Fire at 8, and Chicago PD at 9 o'clock, and then we're back with KXAN News at 10. You can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on the CW Austin, and here's where to find us.
Thanks for listening to KXAN News Nightly. You can also listen to KXAN News Today every morning for more in-depth coverage of what matters most to you.